Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 29, recorded on June 5th, 2007, and here are your hosts, the man who still drives his good old green van, Dave Play. Minivan. Minivan, sorry. And the guy who's driven four different cars in the past week, Andy Lowe. Hi. Yeah. Four. Four. The Caddy, the Taurus, your caddy. parents' van. Caddy, the Taurus, my parents' van, and the Camaro. The Camaro. Forgot the Camaro. Because my brother had his two cars break down, his 66 Caddy and his 94 Caddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I still have my Plymouth Grand Voyager. Yeah. 1994. Do you have any problems with that at all? Or? Oh, many. Okay. It, it continually is like on the verge of breaking down. But it doesn't. It, it still gets me there. It sounds like it's working on cricket power, though. One of the belts, I think, is slipping. Oh, and so, so you know, I, I push down the gas. And it goes, okay. It sounds yeah. like I have hundreds of crickets running in little wheels. What's well, gonna say squeaky hamster wheels? But that crickets sound. Better. It, no, it doesn't sound like a squeaky wheel. It sounds like a hundred crickets. Well, that is green. <laughs> that's that's the that's the new green powered stuff. It is cricket powered. And other animals inside. Yes, my my computer is eco friendly. I'm running it off of animals. <laughs> off of a bunch of hamsters. <laughs> oh my god, the Cadillac is driving me insane. Oh man. So the AC is still isn't working, even though I've tried fixing that. And with this recent slew of eighty degree, yeah. ninety degree weather days. And it's a dark blue caddy. Oh god, it's gotta get so hot. Oh, horrible. And then the radio is still doing its thing where I have to kind of like whack it with my back, with the palm of my hand. To try Pull to get of fonds. It. Yeah. And then the passenger window doesn't go down or up consistently anymore. And now the uh, driver's side door either A, doesn't open, or B, doesn't close when it is open. Fun. Oh, yeah. Dude, you got gypped on your car. I just want a car that... Works. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. Well, we'll probably have the camera again when we take the CCST. Well, that would be nice. Unless we take your parents' van. Yeah, yeah but if I, I did actually did the calculations on this. This is, my God. The CCST just kind of just overrides other stuff in my brain. Yeah. And then I need, I need to just, like, stop. It's like, no, stop doing that. Stop. But I. Stop. Well, what, what's the calculation? Um, we'll need, I think, five people in the One, van, full-size van. Uh, that's full size, so t- three rows or yes. two. Yes, I think it. Well, it's got driver, two, passenger, driver, passenger, and it's got two bench seats. I think. Okay. So that's even it? if we had, even if we had driver, passenger, two people on the bench seat, and somebody like sleeping in the back with all the room for all the luggage next to that person. Right. Five people. Right. It would be a little cramped though with the two in the center. So it's still it's, it's a thought. Five people. That's what I figured out for calculations using the m miles per gallon stuff online. Right. Assuming you get decent miles per gallon. Well, I have to go. My parents just drove it up north and back, so I have to find out what their miles per gallon were on that. Plus, with the convoy, we're, we only averaged about sixty, seventy miles per hour right. average. So it was better mileage because we weren't going fast. You know what the the like the peak mileage is? What speed it is? Fifty five. Oh, fifty five is the best miles yep. per gallon average. Yeah, for the internal combustion engine. Oop. 
Don't tell me how I know that, but I do. <laughs> Car Talk. That's how I know it. Mm, I haven't listened to that show in a while. It's a should, good show. We should probably get back to that. Speaking of getting back to shows, though. Yes. We have one here. Yes. We, we should probably yeah. continue with. Yeah. Um, so remember how Microsoft um, announced a coffee table? Yes. Their huge announcement last, like, a week and a half ago. Yeah. A coffee table. Ooh. They made it another. Well, they made two big announcements. One was that there are new maps coming out for Pac-Man on Xbox Live, brand spanking new maps. Really? Yeah. So like the people have the whole thing memorized and can do it with their eyes closed. Yeah. There are new maps coming out. They announced nice. that the I think there's like a Pac-Man Championship thing coming out. Okay. World Championships or something right out right going on right now. But I thought that was their big announcement. It seems turns out also they've got Ignition. 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 Three, two, one. Ignition. Yeah. But they don't actually go. It's just ignition. And and what does ignition do? Um, d- d- from what I've been able to garner from all the other news sources and their press releases and stuff like that, it's kind of like iTunes. So they tried their take on the iPod. Now they're trying their take on iTunes. Well, it's sort of. All right. So it's kind of it's designed to expose new artists and their music to consumers for an entire month by featuring exclusive content through Microsoft's multiple services, including MSN, Xbox Live, and Zune. Okay. So I think that's what, kind of where the name Ignition comes from, or is they're trying to, to start... Ignite your... Yeah, your passion for a brand new spanking band that's okay. just coming out or something. So it's kind of like you'll get content... Across all things, like music videos and tunes available, download via the Zune Marketplace, stuff downloadable from Xbox Live, videos on MSN. <clears throat> Weird, but okay. Sounds like a, a decent venture. I, I don't understand why they're doing... Uh... You know, maybe it, it's they're not trying to compete with iTunes. Maybe it's just they're trying to uh, do something good. But how is this good? Exposing new artists? Bypassing the record labels? That's good. Well, there's still probably going to be a record label that they have to communicate with. Okay. But it's still, like, getting new artists out. It's helping get new artists get publicity. I could see it, but... I don't know. It's still... Uh, what, you don't like the idea of Microsoft actually doing something good? I don't know. I, I don't really pay attention to all the new artists on iTunes or the new artists here or the new artists there. Yeah, well, Blarg. Blarg? Blarg. It's a new one. I You know, I think I should make a Web 2.0 company called Blarg. Why? Because it sounds like the perfect name for a Web 2.0 company. Okay. Doesn't it? Well, I don't know. What what it technically is a web 2.0 company? Well, things like Dig, uh, Flickr, all these these weird companies. Okay, so you're supposed to take a regular word and kind of No, I, like it? some of uh, Mebo. 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 It's an online chat. Uh, it r- takes AIM, Yahoo, ICQ, and So it's kind of like a web-based trillion. Yeah. It's actually a really well put together program. But it's still web-based. Google is technically, I think, a Web 2.0 company. No, they're not. Yeah. 
Okay, I can see some of their stuff that they Some of do. their stuff is. I still don't like this whole idea of doing everything on the net. No? No. Well, you know what? What? There's something that might interest you then. What? Google Gears. Google What? Google Gears was just released to the public. This isn't on our list, but this is a, a very good way to bring it up. What is this Google Gears? Like? Google Gears is a new uh, a programming implement- implementation. It's a new API uh, to take web-based applications and run them locally. Oh. That actually sounds interesting. Yeah, my uncle actually was a huge part of the project, and it's they just released it the other day. But what what web-based stuff... Would I want to run locally? Anything that uses Ajax, the the new JavaScript thing, mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the time spent on it is back and forth. It's the round trip between your computer and the server. Okay. Well, this would eliminate that round trip by bringing the server to your own computer. Yeah, the server and the info. It backs up like the entire database. Wouldn't that be quite large? Oh, it depends how big the database is. It's like, okay, I would love to actually have MapQuest on my own computer without having to access the Internet. That would be nice. But that would be tons of data. Well, Andy, what are the chances you're going to need to know Russia? Okay, so you'd limit yourself to U.S. You could limit yourself. You could design it so that you limit yourself. Makes sense. And then whenever you're connected to the net... In the background, it updates the information. Okay. So that when you disconnect, you have the most recent stuff. Makes sense. Makes sense. If you go and search on YouTube for Google Gears Palais as the three words, okay, uh, you'll come up with like a 45-minute presentation on Google Gears. For YouTube, though. Hmm? You can't do that for YouTube. They only allow what to search. Well, no, you can search, but it's probably gonna it's gonna be. Andy, who parts. owns YouTube? Google. But it's still... this is a Google presentation. Well, on YouTube, they can make exceptions. I highly doubt that. Andy, I just watched it this morning. <laughs> God, that's nuts. That's He's crazy. searching right now. All right, so you can go on to another topic while I'm searching this. Another topic. All right. Well, Google. How about we move on to our next topic on the list of, uh, ooh, this is the, the Holy topic. cow, that is a 43-minute presentation. I told you. Andy, who owns YouTube? <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Oh, my gosh. All right. Sorry. All right. Okay, so moving on. Google, I, yeah. So Google Gears, though, is it's, you were just saying you don't like the idea of having to work off the server and send it back and forth and back and forth. Well, this is a way to bring it to you. That makes sense. I'm I'm kind of excited about this. I'll have to I have to delve in further. See what see what I come up with. Okay. So, next topic. Next topic. I'm going to skip one. Okay. I want to go to the clocks. The clocks. The clocks. All right, so it seems Dave, well, I found this new clock and then it seems Dave found this new clock without uh, talking to yeah, me. Yeah, we we found them independent. It was yes. the same clock, but we found it independent of each yes. other. Well, which one are you going to talk about first? Uh, let's do the polar first. All right. So Polar coordinates, first off, if I may, on a brief tangent line, not to be pun-ish, but polar coordinates is a different way of looking at a grid 
where instead of up and down, you have distance out from the center and rotation. Yeah, instead of it looks like the north or south pole if you look at latitude and longitudinal lines, right? If you, yes, if you ish. look down upon the North Pole and you're looking at yes, latitude yes. and longitudinal lines, that's, that's it looks a good way of looking like at polar it. coordinates. It looks like the pole. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. It took you a second to actually. Yeah. Well, I had I to visualize. I like wait. Latitude and longitude, straight lines up and down. Oh, right. If you're looking down at it. Yes. All right. So, so what does this clock have to do with polar coordinates? Well, the clock is in polar coordinates. It it ro- actually it's backwards, but it rotates. The more time is added, the more of a rotation the clock does. Okay, so it rotates. So the like longer a the circle clock. is, the longer the circle is. It rotates like a normal clock, then, right? Yes, but it's not a hand pointing to it. It's just a circle that grows out to that point. Wait, are you like a, like a circle that goes from a dot to a big circle? No, or no, no. Like- a circle. All right, so. Draw a circle in your mind. All right, I'm drawing a circle in my mind. And now erase three quarters of it, starting at the oh, top. Oh, so it's kind yeah. of just like an arc. Yes, it's an, an arc, arc that grows as the time goes on. Oh, so the arc grows longer and longer instead of thicker. Yes, and like every second it grows longer okay. by, well, This is very technically confusing a for a clock. Yeah, until you actually look at it. Once you see it, it's actually really intuitive. It looks very confusing. I look at a clock and I, it's just okay. I can see what time well, it is. This thing I look Andy, at and I go, "What?" That's because that's what you were raised on. Okay, you know, if so you talk to your parents and you tell them to look at a digital clock, I bet you they turn that in their mind into an analog clock to figure out what time it is. I highly doubt it. That's what my mom does. She looks at a digital clock and then she pictures it as an analog. Why? It just—I know, but it's the way that they were raised. It's this, what they were brought up this on. This polar clock seems to be more hassle than it's worth, though. I think. Well, I'm sure that's what people said about the digital clock. Right. But the other clock, which really is more hassle than it's worth, yes. is the binary clock. Yes, Dave thought this was a newfangled thing. And I, I, well, I'm sure it's been done before. It's just really kind of fun. Yeah, we actually have some in one of the classrooms in. Uh, Sill Hall. I think that is amazing that you have a binary clock in one of your classrooms. Well, the, the other clock doesn't work, and so he's got the binary clock up there just basically to taunt us. <laughs> it's like, like oh, what time is it? <laughs> so he's got his little wristwatch on, so he can look at it, but we've only got the binary clock in there. So it's like, if you really want to know, there's the clock right there. Take You can take your time to mm-hmm. figure out how it works. I think he uses it for some example that he does in one of his classes, but I'm not sure. Sixteen fifty five. Oh, oh sixteen fifty six. The clock just changed. I'm looking at the binary clock. Okay. Trying to figure it out in my head on the fly. Oh my. So okay, so quick, cool. quick side tangent on this one. Yes. Um, it seems that the University of Bath in the UK says that the longer your ring finger ratio to the index finger. The better you are at math if you're a boy. And I'm staring at Dave and his hand is he's trying to he's trying to make it work. Alright, that's my natural. <laughs> Hang on. There we go. And his index finger is longer than his ring finger. By more than a significant amount. Mine. Left hand, if I'm thinking left hand dominant is longer. 
Uh, your index is longer, too. Not on this hand. They're equal. Okay. This hand, my index finger is longer. But yeah, so evidently Andy and I aren't good at math. Mm. That, that seems kind of odd to me, but whatever. In girls, the shorter the ring finger to index finger ratio, the better she is in verbal skills. See, that just makes no sense to me. I think that's just complete bullshit. The link, according to the researchers, is that testosterone levels in the womb influence both finger length and brain development. Now I think it's even more bullshit. What, you, you don't think the testosterone can influence your brain at all? I'm sure it can. But... You don't uh, think there's a correlation? I don't think there's a core... I, no, I think there there's probably a correlation. I don't think there's any sort of causation. Okay. And I think the correlation is a stretch at that. I think they're they're groping for for uh, an explanation of why your one finger is longer than the other finger. No, of of the correlation. Oh, okay. Because I I'm, think it's been proven that the testosterone yeah. will adjust finger length and stuff like that. But. An interesting thought. Not entirely sure. I agree with it. It's because you you're. you're Ring finger is longer than your index finger. Other way. Right. My index finger is longer than my ring. Is that what we wanted? Is that what you... If you're good at math, your ring should be longer than your index. That's what they're saying. Okay, so the ring finger needs to be longer than your index finger. Right, that's what they're saying. And I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm pretty good at math, and my ring finger is shorter. Okay. This is all confusing. Yeah. Crazy. Is it? Oh, I would love to see how much they spent on a grant for this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. So, shall we move on? Yes, please. Next do. topic. What do we got next? Uh, I think the one that you brought up. Oh, yes. So, um... Also from overseas. Yes. It seems that um, Dave and I both know people who um, trade files... And do peer-to-peer sharing over the internet? Certainly not us. No, I don't know what why, you're talking about. Why would we ever use file sharing? But it seems that um, the music music industry's international trade group, the IFPI, I don't know how that works out. Uh, international something something association. I, I don't guess know. so. I don't know. It's basically the the European Union's RIAA. Okay. So the second most evil company in the world. I guess so. Um, has released its latest figures about counterfeit products seized at European borders in 2006. And there are cops coming after me. I don't think they heard it, though. No. Right. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That if you heard something, then you heard something. If you didn't, then you didn't. If you heard something, it's me living across the street from a police station. Okay. But over the 23 million counterfeit CDs and DVDs seized by the police last year, 93% of them originated in China. The surprise here is? I don't know. I knew that with the Chinese stuff and, the, and all that whole counterfeit Hong Kong, st- yeah. Taiwan. But, um... So after, when they released that, they also released ten quote-unquote inconvenient truths about file swapping. Playing off of the, the movie? I guess so. So what, file swapping causes global warming? Uh, I, I don't think that's on the list. Okay. 
But all right, so go ahead, Andy. All right, so I got to do some of these things. Pirate Bay, one of the flagships of the anti-copyright movement, makes makes thousands of euros from advertising on its site while maintaining its anti-establishment, quote unquote, free music rhetoric. Okay, Pirate Bay makes money. Good for them. So that's that's. Oh yeah, more power, more power. You you got to think of what their bandwidth bills are, though. If they're actually probably not that high because it's a BitTorrent site. Well, yeah, but they're hosting the torrent files themselves. Yeah, but torrent files are less than a kilobyte each. But how many millions of files do they have on Pirate? I think they tell you how, how many torrent files they have. See, these are the things we should look up beforehand. Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, uh, it gives number of... Uh, here it is, 580,000 torrents on the tracker. Okay. That's so. That's that's still a lot of kilobits. That's five hundred eighty gig total. Oh, so it's not that much. Assuming all torrents are one kilobyte, which I, I think swear is they, actually. They told us at one point where their their amount of input and output is, but I don't know where it's at. But I, it's okay. So Pirate Bay's making money, I guess. Oh darn! Yeah, shucks. Uh, it's not like they're making money from actually selling the music. Yeah, that is They're true. making money from ads. Are you going to blame Google for making money from ads? No. That's where Google makes its money. Yeah. Google all makes money too from ads. Okay. Google they, makes all like ninety some percent of their profits from ads. Alright, number two, all of MP3.com, the well known Russian website, has not been licensed by a single IFPI member has been disowned by right holder groups worldwide and is facing criminal pros- proceedings in Russia. So And their point is? All of MP3 is a bad site that isn't legal. And their point is? I, I don't know. This is, I, they're like giving you things and they're not really telling you what the point is behind them. All right, number uh, three. Organized criminal gangs and even terrorist groups use the sale of counterfeit CDs to raise revenue and launder money. And smoking pot helps the terrorists. According to the... Who was the one that put that ad out? It was probably the U.S. government. Oh, God. You know, I thought that the European Union would be above that. That they'd be above using scare tactics. I guess not. You're helping the terrorists by downloading music. No, you're helping the terrorists by buying CDs. Yeah, it's... If you're, you're, yeah, file sharing is not doing anything. It's these counterfeit CDs that you actually buy. Right. Maybe. File sharing does nothing. Nobody makes money off of file sharing. Well, evidently Pirate Bay does. No, they make money off of ads. Oh, right. All right, number four. Illegal file sharers don't care whether the copyright infringing work they distribute is from a major or independent label. Now, Again. That, that That is true. So, but what does that have to do with... Me downloading or some person downloading the music. I guess it's you're, uh, you're sticking it to the little people too, along with the big guys. Okay. But honestly, like if you try and find some independent artists on file sharing sites, they're good, hard. Good luck with that, because it's going to be a big pain. But trying to right. find some of the major artists, it's easy as all hell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, number five, reduced revenues for record companies means less money available to take a risk on quote-unquote underground artists and more inclination to invest on bankers like American Idol stars. First off, 
my quick point. I have seen one episode of American Idol. Not even a full episode, just like a five-minute clip. I have made sure not to watch any. I know. I, like, I couldn't avoid it. It was on TV in a bar. Mm. And the the singers sucked. Horrible people. How, like, I don't understand the American public. Why this show is so amazing to them and why they think these people can sing. Mm. You, you've got me. I haven't watched this show ever. I made sure not to watch this show ever. Yeah, but, I mean, you've heard the commercials, right? I, I try Sometimes not to. they have little clips of it. No, not really. It's, 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 ah, mind-boggling. So, you know, if it means that the record companies are going to throw their money away on these big stars, go for it. Well, it's it's kind of funny. It's, it's basically saying that you're, we're losing money, so instead of trying to take some risk on some underground artists, we're going to go with the, the bankers, like American Idol stars. They're going to do that anyway. It doesn't matter if they're losing money or anything. They're going to go for the big artists first anyway. Right. Oh, this is ridiculous. All right, number six. Number six. ISPs often advertise music as a benefit for signing up for their service, but facilitate the illegal, illegal swapping on copyright infringing music on a grand scale. Your ISPs help you... Illegally swap music? I Generally, guess. They, they kind of limit yeah. that. I haven't seen the list on the Azurius Wiki of bad ISPs that uh, throttle peer-to-peer file transfer. By the way, one, one quick point about the, uh, the last one that we talked yeah. about, the, the risk. Yeah. Rule of acquisition number 62, the riskier the road, the greater the profit. Aha. So they're going by the safe bets and not the uh, the the bigger stuff. The biggest payoff. Yeah. All right, so where where'd that go? Oh, there it is. Sorry, I had clicked away from it for a second. That's okay. Right. Number seven, the anti-copyright movement does not create jobs, exports, tax revenues, and economic growth. It largely consists of people pontificating on commercial world, on a commercial world about which they know <laughs> little. little. Is that even proper English? I don't know. I think it is. But that, isn't that also a direct uh, uh, opposition to point number one, Pirate Bay is making thousands of euros? Clearly, someone is making a profit. Yeah. Which means that some money is going somewhere. Yeah. Not di- it's not directly going to the record company. Not only that. That's what it but is. But if, if Pirate Bay is making a profit, it has employees, which means it has created jobs. Aha. Uh-huh. Those guys are making money. The question is, are they paying tax, though? Pro- actually, off of something like that, I bet you they are, because that's ad revenue. Oh, yeah, that would that's be. That's not donations. Yeah. It's just not taxed to the country that wants the tax. It's, it's not going to the people who want the money. Number eight, piracy is not caused by poverty. I don't even know why they brought that up. I don't recall ever seeing the argument that people are poor, so they're turning to piracy. The university found that the Chinese citizens who bought pirate products were mainly middle or high, higher income earners. It's because the people who are technologically savvy. Right. People with internet connections. Yes. Even though the internet connections in Europe are a lot cheaper than they are here. Yeah, I know. Because there's more 
infrastructure. Uh, yeah, there's more infrastructure. There's more uh, competition. Yeah. Like here, it's like, okay, you want to get broadband internet. What do you got? Comcast. Or you could go with DSL. That's it. Not true. I don't have either. What do you have here? I have IAS. It's a local network provider. Really? Yep. Mainly for corporations. But they do this building. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. I get you. All right. So I have a different ISP. Number nine. Most people know it's wrong to file share copyright infringing material, but won't stop till the law makes them, according to a recent study by the Australian anti-piracy group MIPI. MIPI. That said, most people won't stop even if the law does make them. It, it's ease of use, wide variety, no money. It's right. if, you, if you have the technology, you can get anything for free. Anything is a bit of a stretch. Okay, so most copyrighted material. There you go. If you have enough technology, you can get it for free. You can help facilitate the freedom of it. Yeah. Which kind of leads back to the middle and higher income people. They have the ability to get the technology. (laughs) We have the technology. We can make them better, stronger, (laughs) faster. Uh, Number 10. Peer-to-peer networks are not hotbeds for discovering new music. It is popular music that is illegally file-shared most frequently. And yet again, like the whole thing, they're going back on what they said earlier about uh, indiscriminate between major and minor label companies. Yeah, that is true. They say like, oh, it's, you know, no one's trading these minor little label companies. It's all the major ones. Uh, so it's, this it's a self-contradictory list. Yeah, it's even funnier down here. They said this is a strange mix of the obvious and the bizarre. <laughs> oh, and, I love it. The article gives arguments against all the points. Oh, yeah. Point seven is not really an inconvenient truth, but more of a rant against those who prefer giving copyright holders less than absolute control over their reproduction rights. By copyright holders, they mean the record yeah. labels. You know what? Like, d- Did we talk about last time the... Uh, RIAA going against uh, music radio? Yeah, I think we did. Well, either way, the RIAA wants to get more money out of everybody. I like this. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, yeah. It, it would be great to see the most of the radio go, okay, <laughs> you want us to pay more? Okay, we'll go to talk radio then. Yeah, we're done. No more music. We're done. <laughs> see if look your at, tunes get any sales anymore. The talk, radios. talk radio beats out... Music radio about ninety percent of the time, revenue wise. Yeah, I do have to say the WMU is like the one exception, but we're a public radio station. So yeah, NPR doesn't count. We're, we we do stuff by special rules and stuff like that, but most of the time, talk radio revenues beat out music radio revenues hands down. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, it's the best way for the record labels to get the music out there so that people listen to it. Mm-hmm. If they're going to kill that, they're screwing and, themselves over. But they don't really. Music radio stations already pay a fee to broadcast the music. It's a blanket license for, that they can do for for different artists and stuff like that. So right. It's like it's like you're already you're already getting paid for it, but they just want more because they want they're more. not getting as much in another area. Because some executive at the RIAA doesn't have enough Hummers. I guess so. It's it's bullshit. Uh, so that was the list of ten. I the full list. Yes, I. It's a lot. 
don't like it. I don't think I, we should read lists of ten anymore. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with the list? It was a nice list. It's we a nice to, list. It's a long list. We argued each point. We brought up each yeah, point. And we and argued, argued each point. it. You know who likes to argue, Andy? Uh, For the sake of arguing. I'm I'm thinking I know where this one's leading. I hope you know where this one's leading. <sighs> Jack Thompson. Yes, Jack Thompson loves to argue and loves to throw rants and and pretend that he's in the right. The children. I don't know thing. if he's ever actually said that. Oh, he's. I probably, wouldn't be surprised. He probably hasn't said "think of the children" verbatim, but he's probably said something <laughs> along those lines. Uh, I'm not even going to try. Uh, yeah, Jack Thompson recently in the news for trying to sue Microsoft. No, no, it was well, more of an warning. Open, it was an he, open letter. Yeah, to he, Bill Gates. sorry, he wasn't suing Microsoft yet. He was warning them. Yeah. Well, evidently, evidently a, a a very closely kept secret for PAX 07 What was that? Jack Thompson was going to be not only an attendee but a speaker. Holy cow! There was going to be an open debate between Jack Thompson and someone else. I don't know who the other people were. Oh my! And that I think that would have been amazing. He also would have been like killed on sight. But uh, Tycho and Gabe of Penny Arcade said, you know, one of the conditions of this is that we have to keep it a secret. We aren't going to announce it to anyone until. Oh, okay. Like, so right he, before he wanted, there was going to be a debate between Jack Thompson and Hal Happen, head of the Entertainment Consumers Association. The ECA. Really? Yeah. That's what it was going to be. And Jack Thompson, who had previously said, okay, whatever, okay, whatever, uh, decided he didn't want to keep it a secret. So he spilled the beans. Yeah, and an email circulated to certain media outlets, including Kotaku, Game Politics, a bunch of other ones. I would be delighted to do the debate, but Penny Arcade's position that this must be kept under wraps and that I cannot tell the media and others about this event is both absurd and troubling. He says that the news blackout is hypocritical to the max. Hypocrite to the max? <laughs> In there. For Penny Arcade to take the position that there must be a news blackout on this strikes me and others as hypocritical to the max. To the max. To Jack the Thompson used the words to the max. Yep. Jack oh. Thompson, you're about 20 years too late. <laughs> oh, my. But I w honestly would have loved to have seen that. I think, you know... No one would have paid attention to what he said, except for a select few people. I would have been one of them. Yeah. And there would have only been 6,000 people in the room is what they... No, I, I don't think so. I think Thompson... I read that uh, Thompson wanted them to limit it to 6,000. He said oh. if they were to just limit it to 6,000 people. Because one of the things about Penny Arcade, they, they wanted to keep it a secret because of security concerns. You have approximately 30,000 people... At this conference, most of whom would like to do bodily harm to Jack Thompson. Yeah. Certainly most of whom talk about doing bodily harm to Jack Thompson. Mm, probably. He, he's actually quoted as saying, I've been in far more hostile environs than what you can offer. You all need to grow a pair of what a kid can cut, kid can cut off and manhunt too. Manhunt 2 is not even out yet. Can you even do something like that? I don't know, but if you can, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't that a violation of his agreement with Take-Two? I think so. 
But are so you much did email take two? <laughs> look what he's saying about this. Hey, look, this. he's he's decrying your game again. But I would have I would have loved to have actually gone in there. I yeah, it would have been a pretty well, unless there was something else going on at the same time. Yeah, the, to make an extra splash and for security reasons, Penny Arcade planned not to announce the debate until about an hour before it occurred. Oh God, that would have been insane. Just imagine. Could you imagine rush. like thirty thousand people like, hey guys, in an hour, Jack Thompson is speaking. Five minutes of stunned silence. Rush to the doors. Oh man, that would have just you could, if like if this was like on a boat, the entire thing would have just like tilted to one side, everybody just running to the side. Uh, of it, it would have been amazing. But Thompson screwed up, and now he's blaming Penny Arcade. <sighs> he's saying, "I came out and spoke about this, but it's their fault." And you know, everybody had to report on this. Yeah. So now, of course, he's you know. I'm not sure if they'll let him speak still. Probably not. I think on, on principle they won't. Yeah, I like, kind of think they should let him. I would still love to go see him talk at some point. I, I think they should make him sign a waiver, though. A waiver saying what? If I get injured at this event, it's not the fault of Fenny Arcade, and I cannot hold them liable. Oh, they'd probably just get him in, bring him in the back entrance, get him on stage, get him out of there. Andy, 30,000 people. Yeah, but still, bringing him in the places where the 30,000 people are not at. There there were places in the Penny Arcade Expo where there, were, there was just enforcers. Yeah. And exhibis, exhibitors. Exhibitors. Exhibitionists. I don't know. Seattle <laughs> I missed a, those parts of Penny Arcade. I need to look for those next time. Seattle is a freewheeling town. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? What? It's June. It's June. Do we have the May numbers? No, not yet. Not yet? It's not that far into June yet. Okay. Remember, so, it takes them a couple weeks to tally yeah, their numbers. Yeah, yeah. All right, so probably next episode. they, they got to get the monkeys and the little, those old school <laughs> adding machines with the crank on them. My sound effects of old adding machines. I want to get one of those. That would just be awesome. My grandfather has a couple. It's in his basement where it's just like crank it. Punch in numbers, crank it. Oh, so speaking of numbers, there are some numbers that we can talk about, though. Can we? Yeah, all right. So you know how you have to log on to Steam in order to play anything from Valve, basically? Yeah. Remember how you had to log on to play Half-Life 2 and stuff? Yeah. Episode 1? Well, it seems that if you check this little box, you're able to send Valve information about your computer, non-specific Anonymous user yeah. data, yeah. And it I seems send them my that stuff. Since May 30th, they've had about 38,000... No, 381,037 unique samples sent to them. May 30th this year? Yes. So in the last week? Yes, in the last week, 381,037 people have sent information about their computer. Wow. Yeah, I know. And the numbers are kind of surprising. Um, 8,000 people still have dial-up. Out of 300,000? Yeah. That's not so bad. But there's still 8,000 people with dial-up. feel bad for them, but they're I, the people who live in the Manchesters of the world. Yeah, good point. And the uh, Milans. and 33,000 people... The South Dakotas. Oh, no. oh God. 33.54% uh, have a two, uh, 2 megabit per second connection. Mm-hmm. And 10% um, have a 10 megabit per uh, connection. 10 megabit per second? Yeah, 10 megabits per second. I want that. 
I want that too. That would be nice. Um, majority of the people still have 512 to a gig of RAM, but a quarter of the people have a gig and a half to two gigs. And 1,000 people have more than two gigs of RAM. I have two. I have one, I think. I'll have to double check that. Yeah. Uh, what do I have on my laptop? You don't know? Not offhand. I've got a, I've got a gig and a half in here. Because I remember it only came with a half, and then I got an, a gig off of the net for cheap. A lot cheaper than what they wanted for the, the gig of RAM. Give me a second. It's collecting information. All right. Um, Go on. Uh, who do you think won the uh, <laughs> CPU battle, Intel or AMD? Uh, for Steam users, AMD. You are incorrect. Really? Yes. 51% to 49% Intel to AMD. Are. Mm-hmm. So, relatively close. Yeah, it's 50-50 there. Yeah. Uh, CPUs. Three quarters of the people still just have a single core. Not surprising. 21% have dual core um, 770 people 770 total people have a quad core and 11 people have an octo core an octal core 8 CPUs My goodness are they running gracious. off a cell processor I don't know that's bullshit <laughs> That's ridiculous. Where where can I get this 8 CPU computer at? Why do you want an 8 CPU computer? Most of the stuff still out there now really isn't using the 8 CPUs all that well. You'd have to Nothing have... uses 8 CPUs all that well. It's like everything's still written for a single core processor. We need stuff to be written for dual cores and quad cores before really people And can... compiled for dual core and quad core. Yes. It's more than just writing. I mean Every part of the programming stage has to be specific to multi-core. But it's not yet. Yet. Yeah. Although I, I did see that uh, Intel, Intel was, released yeah, was putting out some stuff compilers. for uh, I think C++ and Fortran. Fortran? Yeah. There you go. Whatever. It's no. one of those old languages. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, tell that to your dad. I still remember programming in BASIC, so don't even talk to me. All right. Which version of BASIC, Andy? <laughs> uh, BASIC and QBASIC. Okay. Uh, Pascal. Intel, Intel users normally have around a 2.3 to uh, 3.2 gigahertz, gigahertz processor. processor. That's for single core? Uh, I, it's for all Intel computers. Okay. And AMD users are sitting right around a 2 to 2.2 gigahertz range. Uh, keep in mind, though, AMD users, the throughput is greater than that. I know. So it's actually like, uh, I think, 2.5 to 3. All right. Uh, video card drivers. Yeah. Not to be confused with video cards themselves. No, but the the drivers that people use. Okay. We've, what do we have? We're going to have uh, ATI. ATI and NVIDIA. NVIDIA and then the third-party Omega drivers. I, I don't know where these third parties, but um, NVIDIA, their standard driver, 54%. Okay. ATI, their standard drivers at thirty five percent, and that other little ten percent or so is the is Omega all drivers. These random third party drivers. One of them's Nvidia. One of them's ATI, and there's a blue one in there. I don't know what the blue one is for. It, well, it's it's the Omega drivers. I I A L M R N T five dot D L L. I don't means. know. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. The number one card going by specific card. Yeah. 
is the NVIDIA GeForce 660 or 6600. 6600? Yes. Yeah, it was uh, one of their cheaper ones. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if mine is on here. Your card? Yeah, but I'm part of the other. Because I've got a third-party card. Do you? Yes. It's an ATI-based, but it's an ATI okay. Radeon X800 GTO or something like that. But the X ATI Radeon X800 is uh, in the top uh, 10. So that says something. And um, so going on to, uh, since we did the hardware, mm-hmm. um, only 1.21% of users have both a have both DirectX 10 and a DirectX 10 capable video card. Well, DirectX 10 is Vista only. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to A, have Vista, and B, have a brand spanking new card. And have a brand spanking new monitor, or, uh, motherboard that can handle that stuff, right? No. The motherboard, you don't need a DirectX 10 compatible motherboard. Okay. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Your computer is now completely obsolete. The only thing you can bring is your hard drives, and even those are obsolete with the new flash drives. Oh, I've seen those. The Part- hybrids? Yeah, the partially flash, partially actual hard disk. Yeah. I want to see those more mainstream. They'll get there. The, we- Andy, I mean, think about the... You've heard of the physics card? Yeah. I remember seeing that like three, four years ago. But it's still not mainstream yet. It's getting there. There are games that are being written with it in mind. Mm. All right. Windows XP, 93%. Yeah. No surprise there. Uh, 5.2%, 5.27% have Vista. Okay. With the rest of everybody else on Windows 2000 or Server 2003. No Linux? I guess not. But, <laughs> so, five only 5.27%, which is basically... Both of us are like, yeah, there's not much. There's not much else there. Yeah, there's not much to. There's no reason really to go up to Vista. Right. Yeah. Why? Oh. Yet. And because eventually, I will make the, the audio shift. card. I I hate how they they run their audio and video and stuff now. Literally, if I switch up to Vista, I'll have to get a brand spanking new version of Adobe Audition and all these other video and editing stuff because of the way Vista handles audio and video. Run it through the kernel for some odd reason. Uh, DRM protection. I know, and I think it's stupid. Yeah. Um, the leading sound card, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is the um, integrated onboard, yeah. the onboard car, uh, sound. It's the well, Realtek the, the e- date of the the external sound card is gone. Yeah. No one needs them anymore. It's all just built into the motherboard. Sound Blaster has Which, less than ten percent. Do you think that'll happen with video cards? I, I highly Creative was a huge company. Yeah. And now, now they're non-existent. They, well, they, they, I think they kind of just changed their model away from the budget cards because they realized that it's either people don't buy budget sound cards anymore. They just go for their internal right. or they step it up. My internal sound, though, is bugging the heck out of me because I don't know what it is, but I'm getting – literally, I'm hearing like the CPU or something actually running – through your sound card? Yeah. Like, when I put on my headphones, I actually hear, like, the beeps and the That's buzzing and everything. kind of weird. I know. I find it quite horrible. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. 
And then finally, it seems that gamers love large displays. Yeah, no shit. Especially for games like that. It's so beautiful, why wouldn't you want it on a large display? The majority of the units are 17-inch displays. And most of them are just the regular displays, not the wide screen. Let me go down. I have a 20.1-inch wide screen. 86% of the people are using regular displays. 13% are using widescreen. And the majority is right around that 16-17 range. But there are some people who have over a 24-inch widescreen display, which I find kind of crazy. And uh, 2.82% are using multiple monitors. And they, they even have the display resolutions. Yeah. I've, I've seen some of those before. 1280 by 800. That's a laptop screen. Yeah. So that, what are, are there any, uh, was it 1600 by 1200? Uh, multiple GPU systems. That's One, SLI and Crossfire. Yeah, it seems only 1.32% of total. They have monitor refresh rates. <laughs> I uh, bet you 60 hertz is probably the the most common. Yep. It's because that's the LCD refresh rate. God. My monitor at home runs at 100. Well, it's because it's an LCD, uh, not an L- uh, CRT. Yeah. Multi-monitor desktop resolution is at 2560 by 1024. I'm looking for, where's the other stuff? Languages, English, followed by German. So a lot of German Counter-Strike players. It seems so. Oh, this is interesting. 95.88%. What do you think, CD or DVD? 95%? 95% of the DVD. drives. Yeah, DVD drives. Only 12,000 people still have a CD-ROM drive. That use Steam. Yeah. They, I mean, this is a very select demographic here. Yeah. These are, still, these are Steam users. And there's 93,000 people who have over 250 gigabytes of hard drive space. Damn. Yeah, I know. So that, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but that I'm going to keep track. I'm going to literally just bookmark that and keep track yeah, of it. Because that's, to me, that almost feels like it's, yes, it is a selective group, but it's still. It's a it's a representative group. Of what gamers. Of gamers, yeah. yeah. Um. I actually saw those numbers months ago, years ago, I think, maybe, because they've been doing this for a while. Yeah, but these are the... So, these are the most recent ones. Yes. However, what? I'm looking at the clock, and right. not the polar or binary clock. Just our, our the, timer the clock. The clock of the audio recording. I'm noticing it's at 51 minutes. All right, so what do you want to do? Um, well, we've actually still got a fair amount left. How about we hit up the random topic? All right. Because you you seemed rather excited about this, Andy and I pre-selected the random topic, just right quite randomly, start, yeah, quite right random before we started um, recording, and we came up with what custom emoticon would you like to make? What emo- What emotion would it be describing? What would it look like? I yeah, go, Andy. I want to get an emoticon where it has my. Remember those that old ASCII art where it's got the guy's head in his hand? Like oh. oh. 
I want disgust kind yeah. of describing just the the thing that you've uh, been doing like every time I make a comment about Jack Thompson. Uh, something like that. Yeah. I mean, we have to be kind of like an audio thing, and you just have like a hand in the head, and you just you got a little bit of a shake. Going on. <laughs> I think I've seen that one actually. I would, I would love to get that one. If I can find it, or if you can find it and show it to me, I can add it to the forum. Ooh, nice. Not that we use the forum all that much, anyways. Well, we, well we, we're getting around. To we, it. we do. We do. Yes. We've been busy. We've we've been discussing this sort of thing. Don't worry. There are great things in the works. I guess so. Ooh. Um, an emoticon, I'd do. What would you... What? I, it, it would be just like a, a a standard little face, and a hand would come up and go live long and prosper. You want a Star Trek emoticon. I want a live long and prosper emoticon. It's kind of funny that I want an emoticon that just promotes disgust, and you want an emoticon that promotes well, peace and happiness. No, mine mine is disgust, but in a different way. Mine is saying, like, you know what? You're not really... I, I don't even want to continue this, so you go on your way and have a great life, because I'm not talking to you anymore. What about an emoticon where you're kicking somebody in the butt out of here? <laughs> that would be nice, too. That'd be. Hell, I guess some of, these, some of these crazy emoticons where there's ones where like a, a head that rolls and like hides under a chair and all. Yeah, that. or what you know, one that would be kind of fun being an administrator. What? If we could make it so only we had access to this emoticon, all right. would be like a giant lock coming down, like topic closed. <laughs> no more. Thank you. Goodbye. Cutting cutting a phone wire or something, hanging up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Click. Do you, you ever do that where you pretended to be like somebody's like trying to like. Like pretending to call you, and you just go, you like you pretend like you're gonna pick up the phone, and say you just pick it up and hang it up right again. Oh, burn! No, I've never done that. We we had we came up with so many of these things at summer camp because we really didn't have anything to do. That's sad. But there was ones with like me and the world, where the world's revolving around world, me. World around, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just the loop me out here. That one I know. The loop. There's loop me. me. No, there's there's a camera and idiots. <laughs> Idiots always get sucked towards. It's like an idiot magnet is a camera. Uh, believe me, I know. Oh, believe me, I. Know. It's got to be worse for video. Oh God! Trying to do commercials, and there's always those people who try and just honk their horn. Or those people that are always staring at you from the distance. They try and do stupid things like pick their nose and all. See, I I see cameras out on the diag all the time, and I I do have a tendency to just like keep watching them as I walk away. But it's not because I'm like. What the hell are you doing? I'm just. I wonder what they're recording and why they're recording. I mean, I know they're recording, but especially when they follow me with the camera. That's a little odd. Then it gets kind of creepy. Then I'm like, "What do you want?" Uh, what else would I have for a Motocon? A guy, a uh, smiley face, flipping through channels. <laughs> like, what else is there? Come on. There's got to be more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is this is this Sparky Mantris? No. Next. The other emoticon I'd have, if I could use it on other forums, would be our our stamp, the RA Podcast stamp. A stamp? What, what would the stamp... What just, emotion would the stamp it, be? It wouldn't be really an emotion. It would just be like... Well, it's not really an emoticon. Free then. publicity. It's not an actual emoticon, then. It well, half of them aren't real emoticons. What are you talking about? All these... The emoticons on here all yeah. except these ones on the weirds with the exclamation point question mark. See? Is that a light bulb? Well, the light bulb is like, hey, great idea. Ah. You know, the the click light bulb above your head? Ah. Uh, the light bulb. Ding. 
turning on. Which would be a great emoticon. Yeah. Although I'm sure it's been done oh, many, probably. many, many times. Uh, a ninja and a pirate emoticon. And if you put them next to each other, they fight. <laughs> Emoticons that interact with each other? That would be an amazing idea. Oh. I just want an emoticon that this thread is awesome. And then if we did a big thumbs up. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, God. The oh, really emoticon. I don't understand what the O'Reilly is supposed to be doing. The owl? Yeah. He's just like, O'Reilly. And the point of it is? Because someone found the picture. I don't know. Did you see all the, the cat pictures? On Woot? On Woot, during the Woot-off? I don't understand what the people's obsession was with cats. These things are all weird. I'm in your kitchen stealing your foods. It's it's like some of the stuff that I see online is just like, why? Because they're bored. <laughs> Did you see any of the pictures of Woot HQ? No. There was a guy in a duct tape bed. Like, they they hung him from the ceiling with strips of duct tape. Huh. There was, so there was this kind of hammock of duct tape with pillows in it. Huh. That's... Huh. I thought it was a really creative way to make a bed. Until it, um, the duct tape releases and drops you on the ground. There was a lot of duct tape. Huh. There was a lot of duct tape. Huh. I, I don't know. I, Anyways. Yes. Uh, there's one last thing I'd like to get to before we right. close off. All right. There was a post in the forum. What? Uh, about... If you've seen the front page recently, Andy and I... I was getting a little grumpy. ...tend to argue on the front page. I was getting I was getting a little grumpy. It was fun. We, we go back and forth with this. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. And we don't want you guys to worry. Andy and I are good friends. We've always... Well, we haven't always been good friends. I didn't know him for half my life, but... I think I got you through Brian, probably. I, I think. think. No, I think it was earlier than that. I didn't know Brian until he came up here, which was yeah. Like neither did I. Grade? No, Brian didn't get here till like seventh or eighth. No, he was he was here for some summer band thing. Cause that's how I met him. Okay, but Andy and I—the point being, Andy and I—we're going to fight on the front page like that. It's mostly show. Mostly. It's there. There are no hard we, feelings. We, we do need to step it up a bit. Yeah. But we're, we're, we've started discussing that, and so we'll figure this all out. This this is not anywhere near as serious as, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's, it's everybody's fault. It's all in good yes. fun. Yeah. So with that... So, think, no worries. Yeah. So is that is that it? I think that's it. Okay. Are we done? I think so. All right. Later, all.